he's not um he's not just trying to make a pretty image he's really looking at actors really looking at the scene really thinking about how do we observe this reality without forcing an emotion through the scene yeah i feel like it's we we're talking about like contextual and meaningful cinematography and not just like pretty yeah. pictures too yeah, yeah exactly exactly like how do you let the actors guide us and let the cinematography be about them rather than the other way around yeah Hello, and welcome back to The Director's Cut, brought to you by the Directors Guild of America. In this episode, a single mother embraces her Bay Area community as she determines the fate of her family in director Savannah Leaf's coming-of-age story, Earth Mama. The film tells the story of Gia, a young pregnant woman with two children in the foster care system who lives her life on the margins. As she works to make a life for herself and her kids, she fights the system in hopes of reclaiming her family in this heavy yet hopeful look at young motherhood. Earth Mama is Leaf's feature directorial debut. Following a screening of the film at the DGA Theater in New York, Leaf spoke with director Celine Song about filming Earth Mama. Listen on for their spoiler-filled conversation. Um, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Celine Song, and I'm a filmmaker of Past Lives. I'm here to speak to the filmmaker of this beautiful film you just watched, Earth Mama, Savannah Leaf. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so uh, I guess we can just start talking about uh, this beautiful movie. And I think first of all, I wanted to ask, like, what did you, what you, why you wanted to uh, tell the story of uh, Gia, this amazing black mother. Uh, fighting for her children. Yeah, so um, initially the film started um, with me thinking about my sister and my sister's birth mother because when I was 16 years old, my mom adopted my sister. And I met her birth mother and I just, um, she kind of really impacted my life. You know, she, um, there was two kind of moments, one at a restaurant where I first met her and one at a hospital um, that really stuck out in my memory after I had cut my sister's umbilical cord. So they really, they really stuck. And um, I was thinking a lot about my mother and all the different mothers that kind of raised me and ra throughout my life um, because I was raised by her. And um, so I wrote this first draft of the script and um, it was kind of taking all of this on board. And then I made a short doc which was almost like emotional research for uh, the narrative um, because it followed five different women, some of which had given their children up for adoption, some of which had um, their children taken away from them by CPS, and then some of which um, were foster children themselves and then grew up to become mothers. And so they were recalling their experiences. And then from there, I just continue to develop the script and work on it um, and research kind of what it means to be fit to parent and who determines that and what parameters are around that, what requirements do you have to pass in order to be fit to parent. Mm -hmm. um, 
and so all of that kind of worked together into the script that kind of was the finished script for the film. Um, when you were um, working on the documentary, um, was the what were you think of it very much as like a like a part of the process to make this movie, or was it like a separate process? Yeah, I mean, at that moment, I had finished the first draft of the feature script, and I was in many ways kind of unsure what, like how true it was because I was kind of imagining her life beyond um, beyond my instances of meeting her. And so part of that, I was very curious about. Um, and then when I started doing the documentary, I was questioning whether or not that should be a feature-length documentary, but then I ultimately decided to come back to the narrative script because there's some things that are better left said through fictionalizing it. And also I had this kind of ethical question within me, which was, um, do I want to make a, a documentary feature where I could potentially impact whether or not someone gets their children back? Mm -hmm. And um, so that was really important to me to come back to the fictionalized version and, and um, just keep growing it. Yeah, cool. Um, uh, so the, you know, Tian No More, who plays Gia beautifully as a rapper, and I know like a part of uh, casting is always like a falling in love. And given that you've probably never seen her do a narrative feature, uh, what made you, um, what was sort of, I mean, what was the casting process and all that, but what what is the thing that made you uh, fall in love, you know? Um, so Tia, you know, I was meeting a lot of experienced and I guess new actors in the casting process. And um, Tia really stood out because, she, yes, she's a rapper, but she kind of turned up to her first casting session with like no makeup on, really stripped back. And she had just given birth the year prior and she was um, still breastfeeding, still going through postpartum. She was um, training to become a doula at the same time. So all of this was very much like part of her body and physicality. And um, when she did the first casting session, she just gave it everything she had in her body. And that just like blew me away. Um, and also she's from the Bay. So there's certain things you can't teach. Like there's some experienced actors who would try to put on <laughs> this like Bay accent, which always felt kind of fake and forced. Um, and so that she just brought so much layers to it and we continued to work and talk to each other. And there was times where I was like, is this right? Because I saw her glamorized as this rapper with this whole look. And then we kept coming back to this like strip back look and just her, there was just so much she was going through as a new mom, you know, and it was hard to like, uh, ignore that, you know? Um, and she brought, she taught me so much as well because I'm not a mom. And so it was a really nice way for us to both kind of collaborate on a character together. I mean, I did not recognize her because I know her as a rapper. And I think it's like, I think that I was completely lost in her performance because she just was Gia. And it sounds like she showed up to you like that. And then, of course, you you found her together. Yeah. Um, was it like, uh, were you doing, uh, a great deal of rehearsal and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, leading up to the film, we basically worked twice a week for a few hours each time. And, um, in those sessions, sometimes she would be wearing her, actually most of the time she'd be wearing her fake belly. And so she's just kind of starting to, and she'd wear it all around town just to remind herself what it felt like to, for people to look at her as a pregnant woman and how that impacted her. 
And then for those sessions, we'd be talking about the relationships and really just focusing on like, what is Tia like with Miss Carmen? What is Tia like, or sorry, Gia, Tia, Gia, Gia like with Mel? What is Gia like with um, Trina? And then focusing on kind of like big key beats, like, okay, here she feels guilt. Where in our lives have we felt guilt and how does that relate to the scene or not? Um, and she wasn't ever given the full script. It was only like 70 or 80% of the script. And then we would kind of, at times, Gia or Tia would spend time with Dochi or Tia would spend time with Kida, who plays another character. And they would, for Tia and Trina, they would both wear their bellies and walk around the mall and go to Victoria's Secrets trying on bras and just seeing how their relationship as best friends was. They would go to Barnes and Nobles and like pick out children's books for their kids. And it was, it was really just about developing that comfortability with the whole cast together. Um. That makes me think uh, there, there are other characters in the film who are actually played by uh, musicians too, and then also an urban planner, yeah. Kira Price, yeah. <laughs> um, as long as, as as well as of course Dochi and uh, Dominic Fike in them. I wanted, I was wondering like what it's like to uh, work with musicians too. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So Dochi is another musician. Um, but, uh, you know, more people kind of were starting to get to know her at that time. And Dominic Fike is a mus musician, but also acts. And I, I think what really stood out to me about all of them is their work ethic, which is kind of what drew me to all of them at the same time, is like they were willing to have this conversation and be very vulnerable with me from the very beginning. Dochi's like, you know, would come to set sometimes, having just done all this stuff for her album, and she wouldn't know the lines like an hour before, but she knew the intention. She just didn't know the lines. And so we would like use little choreography <laughs> together to come up to, to remind her of the lines. And she'd, she'd get it within 15 minutes, which is I, I just like, I could never do that. And um, even, you know, all of them had just so much work ethic. And like, I know they were so exhausted because like even Dominic Fike's flying in for just a day to do the shoot. And I know he's drained and exhausted from all the stuff he's doing. And they just are willing to be there and push each other in a way that I think um, was really complimentary of each other. Um, just to ask you about the choreography. Does that, do you mean like, were they like learning the lines? Like they might learn the lines to a song and the... Yeah, I guess vehicle. like we would think about, like say there was a paragraph, it would, we would just make up like little dance moves with each of the sentences for her to remember them. Yeah. I don't know. I remember doing that in like high school, remembering, I don't know, or like middle school or something. Oh, yeah. Like if you're trying to memorize the periodic table or something. Yeah. And like, then you're like, how do we do the little tricks? For, you know? Yeah. 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 I so we did that. And she, she was like, you know, she was really into it and she was like, got it down instantly. You know? That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah. then T is another person like, she, like, I never had any issues with her memorizing stuff, which is kind of wild. Like this, she was, so fresh to this and um i thought maybe like she'd want to you know take the lines and put her own stuff into it like i thought i basically thought every new actor would love that you know and i realized that tia really loves like text she loves to know what she's saying she doesn't like to go in not knowing um because she likes that intention and knowing all the little details of the scene and i think that was a discovery for me is like not every 
person that hasn't acted before wants to just go in the scene without knowing what they're doing or like what they're about to say, you know, um, some people love that and excel at it. And some people like the words, it makes them feel safe in that scene. So it was really interesting learning how to work with different people from with different skill sets. Right. I feel like it's also, we're talking about like someone who's, who's a poet too. Yeah. Right. So yeah, she really values the words, you know? Yeah. Um, Oh, um, what, you know, I feel like now it's sort of like a, this was sort of a bigger thing that I was wondering about because I was thinking about the sort of the responsibility of depicting a, such a vulnerable uh, uh, population um, of the Bay Area. And I was just wondering like what were, uh, you know, the, both the challenge and the rewarding part of depict, depicting motherhood and especially black motherhood, which is also under pressure of like, you know, of course, practical, financial but also like spiritual and moral and everything else. And I was, I was wondering like, what was the part that you're like, that is so, that is so hard. And then the other part where you're like, yeah, but like all of the things that was hard is worth it because of moments like this. Yeah. Um, what was hard while you were filming it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like it sometimes is about the choices, right? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Like how do you have responsibility, but also yeah. let it sing too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like, think, um, one of the really the the hardest parts, but like most beautiful parts, was this mother's group who was kind of talking to ultimately me. So I we basically set up a camera, two cameras, one this way and one this way, and Gia was over here, and the mothers would get up and stand up up there, and then I would sit by the camera, and the mother would speak to me. The mothers would speak to me, and um. It was really uh, powerful because I'd give them kind of like two or three sentences of dialogue and they could kind of pick and choose which dialogue they most resonated with. Mm -hmm. And all of these are new actors. None of them have done this before. And so they would say those lines of dialogue and then I'd say, is there anything else you want to share? And most of those women wanted to share their own life experiences with me. And sometimes that was so heavy, you know? Um, there was one woman who was also in the short doc who opens the film and she was just pouring her soul out. Like she had so much to say because like she's been wanting to share her story and she just was so excited to share a story, but also nervous to share. It was like so many emotions. So she was pouring it out, pouring it out. And Erica, who she just loves is sitting right beside her listening, you know, and Erica's asking these questions and at times she's just like so shook by the whole experience. And I was watching her and then eventually she just walked off and just like went outside and just like weeped and, and just really wailed. And I was, I walked outside, like pausing the whole set and I was just holding her in my arms as she cried, you know? And that was so hard because I've seen her, she went from in the short doc, she had all her kids taken away from her. And, the, and the, since that short doc, she's gotten all her children back and um, she was homeless. And, and now she has an apartment where they all live, you know? So she's overcome so much. And so it was just like all these emotions. And I was sitting there and it was so hard because I knew, you know, we were over time. <laughs> Everybody's like, we got to keep shooting. Like we can't just be outside letting her cry. But I was like, I got to just, I got to just be there for her, you know? And that's a time when you realize you're not just like filming. You're like, 
you're with people's real life, you know, this is part of their life. And, um, so that's a, that's a moment that was like so powerful and important and beautiful, but you're also making a movie. So it feels kind of like, it's like, how do I do this in the best way? That's also comforting and making everybody feel supported while they're sharing their story. And so it was, it was hard. Um, but I'm so grateful we did that. It's amazing. And also I feel like, uh, like a part of it is that you were you're not you're not trained to maybe that's that's not your training in yeah. a way too. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's we had like a mother's um, a woman on set who was kind of like a mother's support group who is almost like an older sister to a lot of these women and runs these organizations. So that is her training. But I realized like as a director, and you know this too, like you are like you're not just telling people you're not just like directing you're also like taking on board how people are going through your sh your shoot you know how are they like that's really important to you you know you you cast all these people and you want to make sure you want to make sure they feel supported in there and, and that can't just be left over to like um producers or other people like you have to care you know and so that was um I, that was really, right. um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like, we're talking about the responsibility we have, which I feel like is like, yeah. When, and I, part of it is also like, um, uh, you're the reason why they're all, everybody's here. Yeah, right? exactly. Like Stupid they, movie is the reason why everybody's here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you brought everybody here and like, oh, oftentimes, you know, tea is like, just had a baby and she's being away from her child the most she's ever been away from her child in her child's life you know so it's like they are all there excited about you and the story and that's like a there's a responsibility of that that I never felt before even though I've done a bunch of short form it was like it's a really eye-opening thing making my first feature was just like oh I'm I'm not just making this for me I'm making this for all of us and all of you trusted me and I I want to do it justice for all of us, you know? Well, I think it really shows that the kind of like love and care and like responsibility you felt for them. Um, but I do know that also the thing, it's like, it's really hard to ask people to care about lighting. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I know it's so beautiful. So I know it's like, you know, it takes, some, takes time and work to, you know, light something or something. Yeah. But I feel like it's, I'm sure it's, it was even harder that they were not, um, they were not actors who've acted for 10 years, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I got really lucky because, like, the people involved, I mean, I don't know, that everybody had some sort of heart, like, connected. To, everyone felt like there were hands reach away from the story in ways that I never even expected. Like, people would come, like, a security guard would come up to me and just tell me their story like at lunchtime and how they connect to this or uh, a grip or like <laughs> you know just all these people and it, sometimes it was very distant but they like really felt that day and that was like a really powerful thing um so yeah like it, it was a I don't know it really moved me in that way um I feel like that's the part that's rewarding yeah right yeah, yeah. You know, so I know you've worked for a long time as a photographer. Um, actually, I don't, I, I don't actually know that. How, have you long, worked as long as a photographer? I, I, I mean, have you have, done a but... lot of like 
um, yeah. commercials and music videos. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and that's kind of like how I learned. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess it was kind of like training for for a feature in a way. Yeah. Because of it, I mean, we have different approaches to becoming director. And I feel like that's, I think that's all I meant. Yeah. It's like you come from, you know, because I feel like that's not at all my background. So yeah. I was like, that's what I yeah. meant by, I didn't mean long time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what long time is also. It's all relative. No, yeah. That was, I mean, that process of me coming, uh, for me, you know, music videos and commercials were also just a means of income. And I couldn't just like start making art and um but then I also got to got to try so many things like Jody who ended up shooting this feature was someone I had worked on on two short form projects um and and a lot of the producers I had worked on with commercials and um so it was really great training grounds not just to just try different stuff like um different ways of shooting see what I hated and not feel too precious about it um which I feel really lucky to have had that kind of training grounds for this. Is it, is it, uh, was it difficult to hand over, um, given that you know so much about, uh, photography that to a cinematographer and then, you know, like give them. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I think I was so, I, I really love Jody's work. I think Jody, um, he shot so many things that like, I think a lot of us probably have seen and respect. Um, and I, 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 so it wasn't super hard to hand it over because we were, it felt like a collaboration from the very beginning At the very beginning, he read the script, and the next day he was like, I love the script. I want to meet. And that next, you know, whenever we met, we just went for a walk and he was like, how do you want to shoot it? Like what, what kind of vision do you have for this? Like never kind of imposing anything from the very beginning. And then from there, we kind of developed a language. And and honestly, even in the short form, we were kind of trying it without even knowing we were trying it, you know? Um, and then we would just spend like afternoons shot listing, get rid of that, do it again, shot list, and um, location scouting, just us two a lot of times. And so it never felt like I was handing it over. It always felt like... Um, a continuous collaboration on every little piece and detail. And I think I just have so much, I do have so much trust in him though, because I think a, he was so much more experienced at feature filmmaking than me, but, um, B his eyes just, he's not, um, he's not just trying to make a pretty image. He's really looking at actors, really looking at the scene, really thinking about how do we, observe this reality without forcing an emotion through the scene um yeah i feel like it's we're talking about like contextual and meaningful cinematography and not just like pretty yeah. pictures too yeah, yeah exactly exactly like how do you let the actors guide us and and kind of let the cinematography kind of be about them rather than the other way around yeah well, I feel like I've, I feel like, um, the, it, it's like, a, that is a part of it where you can always be like, hello, showing off with the pretty, you know, but I think it's like, you don't, you know, I think a part of it is like, it is so emotionally connected, then it's like not, you know, yeah. um, you. the, uh, the, but the reason why I was asking you about the photography is because of the, of course, the photo studio sequences in the film. And I felt like, uh, what was the heartbreaking, uh, watching, uh, Gia, 
uh, work there is that like all, you know, that's the, that's very much surface of family, the family photo. And they're all showing up to a, you know, fake background and they're all smiling and there's a bit of a family, um, presentation of a beautiful family. And I thought it was just so heartbreaking when that, that Gia, uh, was having to doing everything she can to hold her family together and keep her family, um, from falling apart. And then for her to see that. And okay, there was a question here. Uh, thank you. Yes, (laughs) of course. And I, and I wondered, oh yeah. And I, and I wonder like what it was, um, um, did you have experience working in a photo photo studio or was it just something that was kind of coming from like a, um, what to me is kind of like a very clear, beautiful contrast of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I never had experience working there, but I grew up the, the, Portrait studio was all based off of this um, place at Hilltop Mall, which is in the Bay, called Photo Magic, actually. And um, it's basically where people went and took their family photos. And I just remember always watching everybody else's family photos and seeing them. And people would keep them in their wallets or on their, I don't know, beside their laptops or whatever. And um, not laptops, just on their walls. And... um, I just was so jealous of them, you know, cause you see this beautiful family photo with like two parents, like six cousins, like five siblings and everybody's sitting there in these photos wearing matching clothing. And I just, I was like, damn, I, it's just me and my mom. And I, I, I felt this like longing in these photos and you see them sitting in, in front of these like escapist backdrops of these kind of like vacations Um, and there was something really beautiful about that. And so I guess maybe that longing, um, is something that Gia has that I also had kind of growing up. I feel like when I see those family photos, all I want to do is make fun of them. So (laughs) so I I love that you found a longing in that because, and I, and I could feel it in the, you know, in your making of the film. Um, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like maybe one more question and then I, maybe even the turn over to the audience, um, which is like, I want to know what it was like to shoot in San Francisco um, and also uh, shoot Super 16 for in San Francisco. Cause I imagine uh, both of those things are, uh, cause I feel like every city has its challenges and beauty. So I want to yeah. know. The Bay is really tough to film in because outside of San Francisco, I mean, everyone films in San Francisco. So there's a little bit more, there's like a tax credit in San Francisco. There's like, uh, the, where there's just like all it's, it's made a little bit more for, for filming, but outside of San Francisco is, it becomes more difficult. And, um, uh, so it was really tough. I, I, uh, the, you, you, we needed to bring some crew in, but we couldn't bring too many in. And there, there's just like so many levels to it. Um, and also when you're trying to make sure your crew is diverse and then, you know, you have a limited pool of people to work for. It's just really tough. And I think, um, yeah, I, I struggle with that. But at the same time, I felt like I had the best team of, of people I could have ever imagined because um, everyone gave so much of themselves into everything. Like like I said, the, the grips, the, you know, security guard, the, everybody um, was just poured so much heart into every little role. Um, 
so yeah, I really loved that about the Bay is like, also I felt like because it was so Bay, people really um, could connect to like the music or like the place we were filming would be like down the block from someone's house. And they're just so excited that they can walk to work. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was amazing. And I think shooting on 16, I feel like we just had a, a great team and um, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think shooting on 16 was particularly hard just because I feel, I feel like there's so much beauty. I mean, you know, cause you shot on film as well, but um, there's so much beauty and strength and like the unpredictable nature of shooting on film. Um, and just the idea that you have a shittier tap on the day. And then all of a sudden a couple of days later, you're seeing it like full, the seeing the image with so much richness. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think it was actually easier. I, fi I find shooting on film easier because there's limited takes and, um, and, and everyone's so like specific and very diligent when they know there's limited takes, you know, they don't just shoot, 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 shoot. Everybody's really focused in a different way. And I love that about it. I'm like, did you have that experience as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's like, I think the, like the mechanical part, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff is hard, but I think I agree with you when it comes yeah. to creative aspect. Yeah. Um, and you, and you feel it, you yeah. know what I mean? When I watch it, I feel it, you yeah. know, I didn't even have to look it up Yeah. that how you shot it. I was like, Oh, this is shot on film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The texture. Yeah. And the color afterwards yeah. in the finishing, it yeah. just has a, the blues different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Beautiful blues in the film. Thank you. So pretty. Um, okay. Um, maybe if anybody has questions in the audience, I can point. Yeah. So the first question was um, about showing Tia the 80% 80, 80 of the script. And um, yeah, I, I went through two phases. At first, I was like, this is a great idea to show her only 80% of the script because first off, she's never read a script before, you know? And so there was this, there's a, maybe the first week was like teaching Tia how to read the script. Just like, this is the, di and that was actually with m most of the talent was like, this is the dialogue. You don't have to say this part, you know, cross out this stuff. Cause it doesn't really apply, you know? Um, so that was kind of like the first just, and then it was like, how do you not overwhelm people with the whole story. Um, so most people, most people who hadn't read the script before, I only gave them their scenes. Whereas Tia, obviously she's in every, almost every scene. Um, so that was a little different, but most people only got their scenes. And then, um, with Tia, I asked, I got to a point where I was like, is, does she feel weird about not receiving the, the full script? So I talked to her about it and she also just, she told me she really didn't want to read the rest of it either. She wanted to kind of go through it and live it scene by scene. We left that last 20% of the script for the last week of shooting. So she was, it was able to unfold as she was going through filming. And I think that for her, it allowed her to stay more present. Um, and I realized like she, even that 80% of the script, she never read that 80% of the script, like front, like she was just kind of focusing on it scene by scene. Um, and, and that was really important for her. Um, and then the second question was about my sister talking to my sister. Um, so my sister's 16 years younger than me. So quite a bit younger than me. Um, I didn't talk to her about it while I was writing it because it also, 
although it's inspired by those scenes, it's not really like this is not a portrayal of her her birth mother. Um, and I think there's probably two scenes that are like based off my memories, but those memories are so are me as you know way older recalling these little feet more so the feeling of being in those situations rather than the actual scene itself um so while i was writing i never felt like i needed to share it with her but i did share with her the movie and um i think she's 14 years old now so um still pretty young but and she's actually in the film in one of the scenes is just like kind of a extra in the scene in the photo magic. And she really loved the film. And I don't know how much this is like, you know, how much she's connecting to every little piece of the film, but she really, she's seen it multiple times now and just kind of loves watching it. And, um, so yeah, I guess it, there's actually, I say it's based off of these moments, but it's really, this is just an imagination of of something rather than like a direct representation of her birth mother. I think I think we have to wrap up. But um, thank you so much for such a beautiful film, and thank, thank you. everyone for being here. Thank you, thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another DGA Q and A. The director's cut is available wherever you listen to podcasts, and please share, subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear your feedback, and you can help fellow film buffs find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by the Directors Guild of America.